You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, November 16th. I'm Lee Zimpel, your news director. And I am Tyler Weatherwax, your assistant news director. And we are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, you'll get a recap of CSU's Disagree Better, which is an event that showcases respectful political talk. Learn more in Campus News with Tyler. And Fort Collins are investigating a series of arsons and graffiti in a northeast neighborhood. This and more with Lee in local news. Then you'll get an inside look at CSU Volleyball in an interview with Setter Emery Herman brought to you by KCSU Sport Department. Later on in the broadcast, the Colorado case that could have Donald Trump barred from the state's presidential ballot is coming to a close soon. More on this in National News with Lee. And with that, we'll get started with Campus News. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax, and this is your Colorado State University Campus News. Yesterday was the CSU event Disagree Better. Students, staff, and alumni all came together for the event. The event was an attempt to show how Republicans and Democrats can sit down together and discuss in a healthy and well-mannered way. According to an article from The Collegian, Utah Governor Spencer Cox and Colorado Governor Jared Polis came together to meet and peacefully discuss... The two governors discussed the issues that surrounded the country today with Republicans and Democrats who do not get along. Governor Cox said, quote, The problem is when people don't feel like they can share their views is when we start self-censoring. The Utah governor called the issue of political polarization across the country the most important issue in the country today. Governor Polis said, quote, Disagreeing better doesn't mean don't disagree. People have different values, faiths, different political opinions. That's what makes our democracy in our country so wonderful. Their message together was that America should and needs to work together to succeed. Some employees at Colorado State University have been left out of the commitment made by the university to raise pay to a minimum of $50,000 per year. According to an article from the Coloradoan, the university has previously made a commitment to pay all full-time administrative professionals working for the university no less than $50,000 per year. University officials instead cited a concern that the commitment would have a negative impact on the local labor market. Brandon Hanlon, CSU's Vice President for University Operations and Chief Financial Officer, Eric Ray, Vice President for Human Resources and Chief Human Resources Officer, said the complications of carrying out that commitment were from, quote, complicated for a variety of reasons, including how specific positions are funded, compression, and market comparisons. Next is Lee with your local news, who will be going over changes coming to Rocky Mountain National Park. In local news, a series of arsons and graffiti cases in a northeast Fort Collins neighborhood are being investigated. Police are now looking for tips from the community. In a release from Fort Collins Police, officials said the arsons and other incidents started happening in October. As of yesterday, police are looking into five incidents. On October 23rd, FCPD received a report that a pride flag was burned in the Timbervine neighborhood. The fire also ended up spreading to a chair cushion. Later that same night, authorities responded to a grass fire in an open area near the same neighborhood. Then, less than an hour after the grass fire, a vehicle fire was reported in the Collins Air Mobile Home Park. Responders also ended up finding a burning trash can nearby. The next day, on October 24th, graffiti and a burned American flag was reported at a home in the Timbervine neighborhood. It was near the open area where the grass fire happened the night before. 
Then on November 12th, four reports from different residents in the Timbervine neighborhood were made. A chair was set on fire and the flames spread to a home. A small grass fire was lit in a canal next to graffiti. A pride flag was burned and the home's garage had graffiti on it. And a scarecrow was burned and a chair was stolen. Police are still looking into whether any of the crimes were bias-motivated, according to the release. Anyone with information is encouraged to reach out to Fort Collins Police Department. The timed reservation system at Rocky Mountain National Park went out of effect late last month, but the permits will come back for next year. For now, the park is looking for community feedback. The system lets visitors enter the park within a two-hour window of availability. The system gets put into effect during the busier time of the season, which is from late May through October. The park says the system is needed to protect park resources and visitor experiences. When the reservation system makes its comeback in May next year, it'll be the fifth year since the park first introduced it. Rocky Mountain National Park was also the first national park to implement the system. The park is now accepting public feedback related to their visitor access plan, which the reservation system is a part of. If you have any comments on it, you can share those through the park's website. There will also be an open house on Monday, November 27th at the Estes Valley Community Center from 5 to 7 p.m. The park will accept feedback until December 14th. Next year, there will also be some adjustments to the dates and times where the system is in effect. You can find the specifics if you need to online at recreation.gov. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and as usual, you can expect some closures for city offices, both on Thursday and Friday next week. Here's a quick rundown of the holiday schedule for city services. On Thanksgiving Day, all city offices will be closed. The gardens on Spring Creek, all recreation centers, golf courses, and the Museum of Discovery will also be closed. The essentials like fire, police, and utilities will run as usual, though, and transport buses will be running holiday service. Then on Friday the 24th, Transport, the Museum of Discovery, the Adora Pool Ice Center, and Northside Atsalin Community Center will be open with regular hours. All other rec facilities will be closed. On Wednesday, you can also expect to see some shortened hours in some rec facilities, the Community Center and the Senior Center. Those will close at 2 p.m. That'll be all for local news. Coming up, learn about some upcoming opportunities to enjoy live music or a theater show right after the break.
KCSU programming is supported by Chipper's Axe Throwing with a new axe throwing facility inside of Chipper's Horse Tooth Lanes. You can book an axe throwing experience at chipperslanes.com. Located at Chipper's Horse Tooth Lanes, 217 West Horse Tooth Road, near the intersection of College Avenue and Horse Tooth Road. Chipper's Lanes, bowling, laser tag, arcade, axe throwing, and sand volleyball. Reserve online at chipperslanes.com. Dreams are coming true as a landslide of an act. The Fleetwood Mac tribute band Rumors will be playing in Fort Collins. You can go your own way to the Aggie Theater this upcoming Saturday where the band will be playing at 8 p.m. Starting tomorrow and lasting until Sunday night is the classic Adams Family Play. The Adams Family will be at the Lincoln Center with a 7 p.m. Friday night performance, 2 p.m. Saturday performance, 7 p.m. Saturday night performance, and a 2 p.m. Sunday performance. Tuesday night, we'll see the post-punk band Urban Heat playing at the Aggie Theater. The three-piece band will also be joined by Rare, DM, and Deborah. You can catch the concert at 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. Coming up next after the break is National News with Lee, who will be going over how one presidential candidate may not be on the ballots in Colorado this upcoming election. And we're back with national news. A Colorado judge heard closing arguments yesterday on the lawsuit that aims to bar Donald Trump from the state's presidential ballot. A ruling is expected to come by the end of the week. This unique lawsuit is soon coming to a wrap. District Judge Sarah Wallace now has less than 48 hours to make a ruling. Yesterday's hearing comes after two losses in other lawsuits challenging Trump's ability to be on the ballot. The lawsuits are all using a rarely cited section of the 14th Amendment. The section bars people from office if they, quote, engaged in insurrection. Until now, the amendment was only used this way a handful of times since the Civil War. The left-leaning group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington filed the Colorado lawsuit. Dozens of cases have been filed nationally, but many of them were filed by individual citizens. The Colorado case, as well as the two other cases that failed in Michigan and Minnesota, are seen as the most prominent cases by legal experts. The Trump campaign called the lawsuits election interference and anti-democratic. His attorneys asked Wallace, who was appointed by Democratic Governor Jared Polis, to excuse herself off the case because she donated $100 to a liberal group that called January 6th a violent insurrection. Wallace said she had no bias on whether the Capitol attack can legally be defined as an insurrection and ended up staying with the case. 
Like the other two big lawsuits against Trump, this one can fail in a number of ways. Wallace could say she is powerless in a primary like the Minnesota High Court, or she can defer to Congress's judgment like the Michigan judge. Whatever the ruling ends up being, it's likely to be appealed to the Colorado Supreme Court. From there, it could go to the U.S. Supreme Court. If it does make it to the Supreme Court, it would be the first case of its kind to make it. Contributions to this story come from the Associated Press and Nine News. That'll wrap up national news for now, but up next, you'll hear an interview between KCSU sports directors Austin Martin and Caleb Allen, and CSU volleyball setter Emery Herman. We'll be right back. Have you caught the latest gladiatorial match? No, but I plan on catching the recap on the KCSU Sports Podcast. KCSU always has and always will bring you sports. All right, we're here with Colorado State setter Emery Herman. And Emery, you just got done practice, so we'll try to keep this quick. But <laughs> you guys are wrapping up the season now. It just came out that you guys have the number seven hitter in the country mm-hmm. as well as the number 13 overall offense when it comes to hit percentage. That's a big part of what you do as a setter. What does that mean to you in your first year with the Rams? It means we're clicking pretty well. I think that we've built relationships pretty quickly and been able to build our chemistry pretty well. And so kind of means I'm doing my job, <laughs> I hope. So it's cool to see that my hitters are working hard and they're getting numbers for it too. And then has, has there been like a, a specific thing or moment during your first year here at CSU that's like solidified your decision in transferring here at all? Oh, I think the first game with against Kentucky for sure. Um, I've never played in front of that big of a crowd before and and I've played at big schools in college and so it was and to get the win on a top 10 team for sure was just like an ah uh, moment. <laughs> yeah. That solidified my, you know, <laughs> love for great, great, great. <laughs> Wow, this is awesome. Yeah. First yeah. game, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You played in the Pac-12, so you mm. played Stanford. You've mm. played, you know, the Oregons, the, the top 25 type teams. Mm. Was that kind of a confidence builder for you going into that Kentucky game and kind of were you kind of that calming force for your squad going into that first opening? I think so, yeah. I think it definitely helps having – as a team as a whole, we're pretty old, so everyone's veterans and our nerves didn't really catch us at all. Um, it's definitely like walking in and seeing all those people is going to bring some sort of nerves, but it helped having the experience that I've had to be able to talk to my teammates. Well, Nima, I want to kind of go back to the seventh ranked in the country. That's got to feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nima's kind of having a breakout season of mm-hmm. sorts. She's always kind of been that fifth hitter, and she's having her moments and matches and big moments, mm-hmm. and you're leading her as a setter. What have you seen from Nemo throughout the season to kind of see her growth? And she's, you know, almost averaging, you know, or not averaging, but I guess she's having more and more matches where mm-hmm. she has double-digit kills. And what, mm-hmm. what does that mean for you and what kind of growth have you seen from her? She works so hard every single day and always wants to get better and she wants the ball. So I think every day we're testing the limits of how far outside of a perfect pass I, think I can set her. And so it's just cool to see that she never gives up and she's always wanting to do better. As a team, what has been like a, one of the biggest challenges that you think you've faced um, and you've all had to like overcome as a team together? 
I think our first weekend of conference, um, losing to Utah State and Boise State was a big like reality check for us. Um, and we took a while to kind of recover from that and like find our feet through like what's wrong, like what's going on. Um, but I think definitely that first weekend was like a, well, dang, guys, we got to get it together. Um, what was it about that first weekend? Because you guys did play so well in non-conference, and then you kind of had your flops here and there, and then uh, a lot of high expectations. Obviously, it's a hard schedule. You have two of the best teams in the conference. Mm -hmm. Boise was at the top of their game at that mm -hmm. point. Utah State is the best team in the conference in the regular season mm -hmm. at the moment. What was it about that first week that kind of just kind of shifted for you guys? Um, I think we just were on a little bit of a high horse. I think we didn't take the games as seriously as we should have to start like we did towards the end of the sets and the end of the game but we didn't start out as strong as we should have um i think we just overlooked the teams because we we're like oh we beat kentucky like this is going to be easy right and it wasn't yeah. <laughs> and so well, welcome to mountain west volleyball none yeah. of it ever makes sense no. <laughs> this year's maybe the one of the weirder years too yeah. um you were from the pac-12 so you <laughs> had experience playing the buffaloes and see you <laughs> Did that kind of help translate to the rivalry here? Because a lot of fans, a lot of CSU fans, you know, they want to see those transfers come in and kind of understand what, you know, for football, it's the boot. What did that game means to mm -hmm. players? And not all the time players understand, but you've played CU. Mm -hmm. You've kind of had that Pac-12 rivalry. Did that mm -hmm. kind of help you coming into the, um, the program, kind of figure out who your rivals were and kind of having that edge to you? Yeah, for sure. I think just being like, oh, we hate Colorado without ever playing them, I would have been like, all right, this might take me <laughs> to understand, but, um, yeah, definitely playing them in the past, it was easier to build that momentum of like, we're beating this team, like, let's go. I mean, we talked about the beginning of the Mountain West uh, schedule, but we have two games left in the regular season. Is there like a, a rally cry or, you know, sort of a mantra of like coaches and players that's been going around? And if so, like, could you elaborate on it? Yeah, I think we're honing in just on the fact like we have one day left to till we have a whiteboard that has our countdown of one day to New Mexico, how, the three days to, what does it say? Yeah, one day to New Mexico. It starts with two hours, sorry, yeah. two hours of like practice, like being intentional and just focused. And then it's one day to New Mexico. So I think it's like six days to first day of Mountain West tournament. And then like nine or 10 days to NCAA selection show. And I think just realizing how close we are to the end and knowing that we still have goals we want to accomplish and we know the things we need to do. So just coming in and working hard every day and knowing that there are five seniors that are about to be at the end. So kind of pushing forward to them too. Yeah. Well, you have over a thousand assists in three straight seasons now, but you also lead this team in service aces. What feels better, a great assist, a big time assist, one of those Malaya Jones mm. big moment assists, or is it a service ace? Like you had a couple of those in the fifth set last week. Uh, definitely a serve, I mean a, an assist. Okay. Uh, being able to do something to help my teammate um, accomplish whatever they want to accomplish is like a nice feeling knowing that I can help someone else. What's your game day routine look like? You wake up, it's it's tomorrow, it's game day, right? Mm -hmm. What does your game day routine look like from when you wake up? Do you have certain things you do every single time? Do you have a certain breakfast you always eat? Mm -hmm. Do you have a whiteboard too? <laughs> <laughs> no whiteboard, but uh, tomorrow my class is actually canceled, so it looks a little different. Um, I'll probably wake up, go pick up breakfast from I haven't decided. I don't have a breakfast every single day, but I always get Starbucks coffee. Oh, what's so your go-to Starbucks order? Right now, yeah. it's been the iced um, 
cookie almond milk one, the holiday one. Okay. Sugar cookie. Do you know what it's called? I, I think it's the ice sugar cookie almond milk latte. Okay. Um, I get that. Write that down, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give that one a shot. <laughs> and then the brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso. Don't even get me started. Um, we're, we just became best friends. I get that, whether it's cold, hot, no matter yes. what, that's the best yes. one. Yes, I've been getting that for okay. fall and adding a pump of pumpkin sauce. Okay, I'll and it's really write that good. one down. <laughs> All right, so I was doing some research. Um, those poor people at Rudder High School, you dropped 15 on them playing some basketball your freshman year. Um, so I was, was kind of like, curious. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of curious yeah. if you weren't a D1 volleyball player, was basketball? Is there another sport that you would, uh, you know, want to try to go D1 in? Yeah, basketball for sure. I was actually getting recruited for basketball first, and then started playing club in like I started getting recruited for basketball in like seventh, eighth grade. And then I started playing club in seventh grade, and I was like, hmm, volleyball's kind of cool. And then I started, I, my love for volleyball grew a lot my freshman year of high school, and I was like, 100% I'm going volleyball. So, yeah, yes. it was basketball for a while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so what did that team, was that like a little, like, did you have a friend on that side, on the other team, that just kind of fueled you to go off for 15, or did you just kind of show up one day and it was just kind of your day? Uh... I think I Can just showed up. I was yeah. like, I'm trying to yeah, remember. That's a bit of time away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. There was later in the season. I don't remember. When was that? Do you have like a the, earlier in the season? It was later. It, 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 it might have been like more 2017. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Not the exact date. So like, we had it was, like the uh, region. February 16th. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember, there was other games that I feel like were more angered towards certain players, but I think that one was just like, ah, this is a good day, let's go. What was the biggest beef you had with a basketball player? And does, do you have some of that in volleyball? Um, I think uh, some, it's just setters. I always just kind of want to beat the other setter on yeah. the other side of the court. I was going to ask you, because sometimes it seems like you'll have a, a matchup where like the setter likes to dump and you like to dump a lot. The so you, game. Wyoming game <laughs> specifically. We talked about in our free game and like, we were just like, this is going to be the highlight of the game. And we're going against Wyoming setter. But yeah. yeah. She's actually really nice. I went to Europe with her this summer. Um, but yeah, definitely that one was like, all right, like I want to get, try to get more dumps than she has. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, the Mountain West champion or uh, conference all-stars mm -hmm. or whatnot this summer. Did that kind of help you learn not just, you know, Kennedy Stanford was there, but kind of your competition that you're going to have 100%. coming into the season kind of help you out a little bit with yes, that? Yes, 100%. I didn't really have any knowledge of really anyone in this conference as much. Like I didn't grow up playing any of the girls. Um, but yeah, it definitely was like, all right, this girl's going down today. <laughs> like I liked, every, I loved everyone on the team, but it was brought a little bit of fire into games for sure. And Tatum Stahl maybe on that list, a little higher now after a couple of losses. She was my roommate the whole time. We're actually pretty oh, close. Okay. And so I was like, I do want to block you really bad today. <laughs> uh, completely away from volleyball. If you're not doing volleyball, not doing athletics, what are you doing with your free time? What's kind of your go-to hobby that you like to do? Hmm. Lately, it's been getting Christmas decorations. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead. <Stuart. laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, I love to go to the movies. My family's a big movie okay. like family, and we go to the movies a lot. Um, and then, honestly, just dinner, like going to dinner with friends, probably. What's yeah. your favorite movie then that you've gone to theaters or overall? Is your favorite movie? You, you can give me three. We did this like Ruby too because she couldn't pick three of her oh favorite Taylor Swift songs. You can pick three favorite movies if you want. Oh God. Or maybe one that you saw recently that you were like, "Wow, that was awesome." 
<laughs> I haven't seen that yet, actually. Um, gosh, that's a hard question. I haven't been to the, I saw Priscilla and I didn't think it was good, but I haven't seen a movie in a while. Um, I do love the Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you a Christmas yes. type of person? Yes, okay. very much so. So when does your Christmas tree go up? Is Mine and my up? house has been up since like November 1st. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mine, Not my... back home home, but in my house here. So I is that the way one. it's going to be for the rest of your life as you own your own houses and stuff? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yep. It's yep. got to be Black Friday goes up, <laughs> comes down New Year's Day. That's the rule. I don't understand. That's what my parents do back home, but I'm like, <laughs> It's just so jolly. Yeah. <laughs> well, blow up Santa. Got my lights outside up. <laughs> that's, that's way too far. I haven't even thought that far. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week and stuff like that. So yeah, you guys have true. one win to get. You guys will clinch that yes. spot this mm -hmm. week. New Mexico, uh, mm -hmm. Thursday night. How you feeling about that matchup going? And you guys swept them, but that's a different team now than yeah. you guys played earlier this year. I think we're excited to kind of show who we are as a team. I think we're still trying to prove ourselves. Um, we know what we can accomplish, and we're just ready to show that to everyone. Should be a lot of fun. It Back in be. Moby, get to wrap everything up, yes. get State Pride, yes. and you get Senior Day green yep. out, so it should be a yep. lot of fun. Yeah. Got anything else? No, I'm good. Sweet, yeah. awesome, okay. thank you. Yeah, of course. That was Colorado State setter Emery Herman speaking with KCSU's very own Austin Martin and Caleb Allen. And now you'll get the weekend weather forecast with Lee. You might have seen that tiny bout of hail this morning. It only lasted for a couple minutes, though. Today should be the only day for the rest of the week where we see that random flash of rain during the daytime. As we move closer to the weekend, though, it will gradually get a little colder moving into next week. This morning, as you might have seen yourself, we had some showers, but the sky partially cleared in the afternoon. Today, we saw a high around 66 degrees. Tonight, that chance for rain will make a comeback before 10 p.m. It'll be partly cloudy and we'll see a low near 35. Friday, it should be drier. We should see sunny skies, but the high for tomorrow will run a little cooler than today. The high will sit around 61 degrees. Friday night, the sky should stay relatively cloud-free as temperatures drop to a low of 31. For the weekend, it should be looking pretty solid. On Saturday, we'll see a high near 62 degrees and a mostly sunny sky. In the afternoon, we'll have some calm wind to keep the air feeling brisk. Saturday night, it'll cool to around 36. The night should stay fairly clear. Sunday, it'll be partly, it'll be partly sunny with a high of 60 degrees. It might be one of the breezier days of the week. Sunday night, the low will hover around 30 degrees. We'll see a chance for rain until about 1 in the morning. And then between 1 and 4 a.m., we could see a chance for snow. If it is going to snow, it might keep snowing after 4 a.m., but it should stop by Monday morning. Information for this weather forecast comes from the National Weather Service. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music. We'd also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time. <laughs>